Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You found the most positive place on the Internet. Thanks for listening to unityonlineradio.org. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to be here with you today on the Everyday Peace Show, where we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Does that excite you the way it excites me? I mean, the world of chaos and so much going on and one thing after another, just to have that deep exhale and say, I am living in this space of peace, peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. It doesn't matter. This is where I exist. I'm super excited to bring that uh, and to share the space, not just to bring it, but to, to bring it and to share the space with you during our time together. On this program, we talk about the philosophy of everyday peace. This is a philosophy that I have spent the last, I don't know, 30 years of my life working on. And it is a system to help us achieve our next level of greatness. Right? And we use everything that has shown up in our lives, the good, the bad, and everything in between. We don't leave anything out. We use everything that has shown up in our lives to move to our next level of greatness. And on this show, we bring the guests and the topics that highlight the opportunities for us to learn, for us to grow. And yes, yes, we, they're, we're entertained. They're funny. They're, they're, they bring light to our lives. So the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about goals. If you've been following us, it's been our topic since 2021, since the end of 2021, how to set them, how to make progress towards them. And if you missed any of these episodes, I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to them. Um, you can access our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or you can listen to them on the UnityOnlineRadio.org website. You can also access this show, many other shows on our fabulous website. I have to say that it's new and improved. It's fabulous. It's the drdravonjames.com website. There you're going to find words of wisdom and encouragement. You're going to find contact information. Thank you for all of those who reach out to me and ask me how can how you can sign up for our, our courses when we do our master classes, when we do things of that nature. Um, you can find out all that information. You can put in uh, send me notes and information there all on the drdravonjames.com website. You can also get free gifts. If you're looking for ways to engage, uh, right now we have a wonderful free gift up there. We got a lot of them, but this one pops in my mind. Improving our self-esteem and our self-confidence. There's no time better than the present 
to work on that because self-confidence is important as you move to your next level of greatness. So I encourage you, visit the website today, bookmark it, visit frequently because we put up all kinds of stuff all the time. So as you know, it's 2022 and what is the theme of our program for 2022? It is, it's time to improve my life. Another exciting statement for me. I just love saying that. Uh, Last week we talked about Um, this theme, and we're going to continue to talk about this theme as we go along in 2022, because I honestly believe your next level of greatness is up to you. The only things that are really holding us back are the things that we are holding inside. So we'll be dedicating our entire year to improving your life, improving my life, moving to our next level of greatness. In doing that, I want to tell you, if you missed last week's show, we had Susan Selinger on there. She discussed sidelined, how women manage and mismanage their health. It's a, if you are a woman, if you know and love a woman, I encourage you to go back and listen to that show. We also had David Heron on, and he is the author of the book, In Time Living. End time living, riveting conversation about how despite the conflicts and hardships, all is well on our journey and how to live in that space. So I encourage you to go back and and do that and listen to those shows from last week. Now it's time for our everyday peace moment. And I got to tell you, as we talk about improving our lives, there I mentioned there's no time like the present. But there is a time and a season for everything. We all know that. This is our season of action. And I want to tell you how I know, right? Because in this moment, if we spend our entire life trying to line up all the stars and the moon and the sun just in the right place before we take action, before we take action on our next idea, we'll always be in the planning stage. Let me encourage you in today's Everyday Peace Moment to take action, to do something other than plan your next move. Take some sort of action on it. You won't be sorry that you did. Action is momentum. Planning is not momentum. Action is. Action starts the ball in motion to you going to where you want to go, to you achieving the goals that you want to achieve. And we want to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate with you as we when we close out 2022. So write down what is my first action step and take it. Don't worry about being a failure. Don't worry about not being perfect. We'll talk about that on future Everyday Peace Moments. Right now, we're going to go to our fabulous first guest of today. Our first guest is life coach Michael Taylor. He has thrown all of us, all of his listeners and all of his followers, a lifeline for those looking to kickstart their spiritual journey and self-discovery. He's written a fabulous book on what if Jesus were a coach? Welcome to the show, Michael. Well, Dr. James, I'm so excited to be here. I love your theme of everyday peace because I can remember a time in my life when my life was the opposite. There was no peace. So I'm really excited to be on your show. Oh, thank you. We're excited to have you. And I got to tell you, I love this, you know, what if Jesus were a coach, right? Um, Tell me, just tell us a little bit about your journey. um, And then I want to (laughs) know this concept. How did you develop this concept of what if Jesus were a coach? Well, at the age of 23, I was living the American dream. I had the house, the wife, the 2.5 kids and all of that. And by society standards, I was pretty successful. 
And within approximately a six and a half year time frame, that American dream turned into the American nightmare. As I went through a divorce, a bankruptcy, a foreclosure, a deep, deep state of depression. I was even homeless for two years living out of a car. And during the darkest period of my life, I received a miracle. I was sitting up late one night because I was too depressed to sleep. And I was sitting at the edge of my bed, looking across the room at my bookshelf, when I happened to notice that every book on my bookshelf had something to do with getting rich or making money. And as I looked up those books, this question just popped in my head. Michael, what if you took all the energy and effort you've used in trying to get rich and simply figure out how to be happy? And it was in asking that question that my life just shifted. I mean, I can't put it into words, but all of a sudden, my depression lifted, and I had this amazing clarity that I was going to be able to rebuild my life, and it was going to become extraordinary. And as a result of that question, I stopped reading books on getting rich and making money. I started reading books on personal development, personal growth, and psychology, and I went on this amazing journey of transformation. Well, during that time, I was an atheist. And I, I became an atheist at a, as a kid, actually. But when I went through my divorce and I started doing my healing work, I came to the, the belief that all of my problems could be solved through psychology because I started dealing with some childhood trauma issues and I started to heal that and I started to feel better. So in my mind, I sort of said, well, why do I need this thing called God? Because I'm healing myself. I'm feeling good. So I was an atheist for several years. Then I received another miracle. But I'll stop there first. So let's see if you want to interject something before I share that miracle. Oh, my goodness. I love I, you said something, you know, I believe in divine intervention and, you know, that there's no chaos in the universe. I took a walk today while I was at um, work. I work at a hospital and I thought about this concept and even had a chat with a friend and talked about happiness, you know, and the fact that uh, you mentioned about the pursuit of money, right? And, and we all could name several people that we may not know intimately, but we know through the media who have a, who have or had a lot of money, but from what we know of their life journey, they are not happy, right? right. And then, um, so I, I love that if, uh, what if I pursued happiness? That just, I hope that our listening audience is picking up on that. If you pursue happiness, you've you've got a hundred percent of what you need right there, and everything else. I I know your energetic, your energy will draw to you what you need from that point on. So you go on this you go on this journey. You 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 get the, you have this divorce. You lose everything, and in the midst of that, you happen to just, you know, in in air quotes, look over and see that all these books point to this um, wealth building and it ignites something, a message to you, pursue happiness. From there, um, you go on and from your story, you find the Unity Church. Yeah, and I, I've, got to, I've got to share that story because again, I had gone through this, this healing transformational process and I was actually in a workshop. And at the time I was, not quite as atheist thinking as I was. I was more agnostic. Well, this, this woman in the, in the workshop, she says, Michael, have you ever heard of Unity Church? And I said, no. And I asked, I said, is it a Christian religion? And she said, yes. I said, well, I'm not interested. I said, I've, I've had my share of Christianity. I'm really not interested. And she says, Michael, I understand, but just listen. You're the most positive person I've ever met in my life. And she said, they're just like that at Unity. 
she says, you just, she says, just go. She said, you know, they're so positive. Sometimes I don't even go because I can't handle all of that positivity. She says, but you would fit right in. I just know it. Well, as fate would have it, the very next day I'm at home, my phone rings and I've got a phone book sitting on the table. I'll tell you how long ago that was. And I'm looking through the phone book. When my phone rang, I got up and I knocked the phone book off the table. I answered my call, I came back, I picked up the phone book, and when I looked inside the pages, there at the top of the page was an advertisement for Unity Church. And I'm thinking, <laughs> hmm, that can't be a coincidence. So I called them. It just so happened that they were like five blocks from where I live. Now, I never heard of Unity, didn't know anything about them. But based on those circumstances, I said, you know, I just, I just want to go check it out. So I was a little curious. And I actually drove by at night before the Sunday service. I just wanted to see what the church was like. And I looked in the window, and I noticed they had this amazing bookstore with all of the authors that I had been reading over the last few years, like Deepak Chopra, Mary Williamson, and so forth. And I went, wow, a church that does this and reads this? So I was excited. Well, the next Sunday, I went to, to, to the church. And I wish I could put it into words, but the moment I stepped foot in that church, my soul screamed. My soul immediately knew that I was in the place that I had been looking for all of my life. And I go into the church service, I sit down, and the first thing the minister does is do a meditation. And I was like, wait a minute. I had been meditating for about five years prior to this. But when I was in the Baptist church, I remember them saying that meditation was trafficking with the devil. And I'm like, wait, I'm in a Christian church and they're meditating? Wow, this is really amazing. And so after that service, I knew that it was the place that I was supposed to be. I started reading their literature and I joined the church and it's been a miracle ever since. Wow. And so, I mean, and again... No randomness in the world, right? In the in the universe, the 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 book opens up, and there it is on the page to lead you on your life's journey. So, what if Jesus were a coach? Tell me about what you know. Tell tell us about this book. The the I know you're a phenomenal life coach, but where did the concept come from? What can readers expect from the book? Well, again, as a former atheist, I used to have a really negative connotation whenever I heard the word Jesus. And after finding unity, after going on my own spiritual journey and finding and creating my connection to divine intelligence, I said, you know, what if, because this is actually my 10th book, I've actually written 10 books. And I said, you know, I want to share the lessons that I learned through my spiritual journey. And so I said, what if you removed all the religious dogma and doctrine surrounding Jesus's life and simply looked at him as a life coach that came to teach us some very valuable lessons in how to live an extraordinary life. And so I went into meditation. I started listening. I said, God, look, I, I just have this idea. So I need you to guide me. I need you to tell me what you want me to write. So I started just downloading this information. And one of the things that I wrote in one of the chapters is I share my 10 favorite lessons from Jesus and how I have used them to apply to my life that has allowed me to overcome all the obstacles in my life. So I share those 10 lessons to give people a different perspective of what, how Jesus coached, because he, in my opinion, was the world's greatest life coach. 
but we get so wrapped up into the religious dogma and doctrine that we sometimes miss the lessons. So the whole intention of the book is actually it's geared towards people who are on the fence about God or maybe atheists or maybe just wanting to deepen their relationship with God or create a new relationship with God. It's a very powerful, positive approach to religion and Christianity. So it's, it's my gift to the world based on my experience of connecting with divine intelligence. Oh, I love that. And I like you said, you know, the whole point of the book is to help people who want to have a positive relationship with God. And um, why, in your opinion, is that so important for navigating this life's journey? Why, you know, you lived for many years as an atheist, right? And uh, there are many people, of course, who, who I know you know them, I certainly do, who say, oh, well, you know, if there was a God, then why is this happening to me? Why is that happening to me? You know, why Why do you think it's so important that people read this book and they develop this positive relationship with God? Well, first of all, I think we all want everyday peace. <laughs> I think we're so hungry for connection, for an intimacy with God, but yet we live in a society that has conditioned us to believe that happiness and peace will come from acquiring stuff, things. And so it is my belief, again, that there is this divine intelligence that created and is still creating this amazing universe that we live in. And people are beginning to wake up. I believe there's a shift in consciousness occurring. There's an awakening that's happening. happening and people are hungry for authentic connections. And you don't have to have organized religion to have that. And so the intention of the book was to provide a resource to support people in gaining that everyday peace. Because when we're in that space of everyday peace, our lives work. We have great relationships. We have dynamic health. We have financial abundance. It's all available to us if we're willing to connect to divine intelligence. And so the intention, once again, is to provide a roadmap to support and empower anyone who wants to create that everyday peace by connecting to divine intelligence. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, we share that belief that at the end of the day, at the end of every day, we all want the same thing, which is to know that we are safe. You know, my definition that I use for peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So we want to know that no matter what we is happening in our life or in the world, we are safe. Our loved ones are safe. And I, I agree with you. The pathway to that is through, you know, a positive relationship with, with, with God. There's a pathway there and we can, and that's open and available to every one of us. It definitely is not, you know, in, in the seeking of, oh, if I could just get rid of this problem. And I, and I hope that we get rid of all of our problems. We all know, those of us who live long enough, that the old adage of you're either in the middle of a problem, coming out of a problem, or heading into a problem is true. I know it's so negative. I, I do not like to hear myself say it. When my mom and my grandmother used to say that, I would cringe, right? <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, another thing they used to say is keep on living, right? So I've kept on living, and I've, co I've, I've come to find out that that's what it is. And I've also come to know that, and it's quite okay. It's quite okay if you know that you are anchored to the truth. And the truth is, at the end of this, whatever the, this is in your life, if you are on, if you are using this 
positive relationship with God as your guide, you'll be just fine. You will be just fine. So I hope for all of our listeners that they will go get a copy of this book. Um, give us the name of the book again and where, where our listeners can find it. It's called What If Jesus Were a Coach? And if you'll go to JesusWasACoach.com, you can gain access to a free chapter, give you a taste of it, see if, if it resonates with you. And then once you read that free chapter, if it moves you, then pick up a copy of the book. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're talking about the Unity Church, which, of course, I know I'm very familiar with. <laughs> so um, why, you believe that there is a connection. Um, science and spirituality go together. Tell us why that why, why you believe that and what that's all about. Well, before I found Unity, one of the things I really struggled with was why religious people struggled with science. It just I couldn't understand why there was a disconnect. Well, if we understand some basic scientific principles, right, and I say the simple principle comes from Albert Einstein, and Albert Einstein said everything is energy. That's just the way that it is. That's the frequency of the reality that you want to create, and there's no way you can't create that reality. And he said, this isn't philosophy, this is physics. Therefore, there is a science behind spirituality. I say that science is some people call it the law of attraction. That, but however you choose to see it, there is a scientific basis for what's happening. And when we understand the basic fun, fundamental idea that everything is energy and life, like attracts like, then we have the keys to the kingdom, if you will. So for me, because I'm somewhat of a rational, logical guy, when I got involved with the New Age movement, one of the things that I really liked about it is that it challenged me to question what I was taught about God. And so when mm. I was able to combine, like Albert Einstein and some other scientists, like Joe Dispenza and these guys, I was like, okay, so now it fits in my, in my mind, because that was the, t- the problem I had as a kid. It just didn't fit. I couldn't make it fit in my head because it didn't make sense. But science and spirituality are just two sides of the same coin. It's like the head and the heart, and they, com- they work together, and so we shouldn't separate the two. And so in the book, I share a lot of science behind why I believe what I believe and how to apply science to making, shall I say, your life more connected to the source. Oh, I love that. I love that. And and that connection is there, right? And everything under the sun, right, all comes from the same source. So uh, why is there a distinction you, between Jesus and Christ? Yeah, when I was growing up, you know, my grandparents were very, very religious people. And they would always say, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, and, and anytime I did something bad, Jesus Christ. And I always thought Christ was Jesus' last name. Well, my understanding is that Christ is the divine energy that was released the moment the universe began. So if you imagine that there's absolute nothingness, right? So there's nothing. And all of a sudden, something came from nothing. So science calls it the Big Bang. In the Bible, it says, Jesus, or God said, let there be light. Same thing. So for me, when I think about that nothingness, Something couldn't have come from nothing, right? So for me, that nothingness is pure consciousness. It is God. It is the source of all things. Everything arises. 
from pure consciousness. And so when we understand and can accept that that consciousness is everything, and everything comes from that, then Christ is that divine energy, that divine intelligence released into the universe when the universe began. We all have access to that Christ energy. Jesus came to teach us how to access that Christ energy. Jesus was simply the personality through which God demonstrated the Christ. So Jesus was the Christed one, but Jesus also said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. So he knew that his Father was the source of all things. So for me, making that distinction made a lot of difference in, the world, in my mind, because now I could see Jesus was just like me. He was a human being. He was a human divine expression of God. And so am I. And so are you, if you're listening to this. So making that distinction between Jesus and the Christ, you can sort of use it from a scientific perspective that the, the Christ is that divine energy that was released when God created the universe. Oh, I absolutely love that. I, so it's the energy. Wow. That's that it. makes such That's it. it makes it, and, and that goes that ties back to your previous point, which everything is energy. Exactly. No separation between science and spirit. Oh, I love it. So this process of Christianity is a process like uh, Joseph Campbell's heroes to to heroes journey. You mentioned that and explain that a little bit more. So if you're not familiar with the hero's journey, I'm sure most people recognize the movie Star Wars. So Star Wars was based on the hero's journey, which basically there are 12 stages to the hero's journey. And what I do in the book is I share how Jesus' life actually went through those 12 stages. But before I share how Jesus' life relates to it, I talk about the 12 stages to give you an indication of how it applies to your life. So what I believe is that Christianity is actually a process through which we become Christ-like. And so in order to become Christ-like, we'll go through this hero's journey. And if you look at all the things that Jesus experienced, they're just metaphors for what we go through in life. For example, for me, a part of me had to die and be resurrected to who I am. The part of me that had to die was what some people might call my ego self. My ego self was that part of me that focused on making money and material things and external things. So that ego self had to die and be resurrected as my divine oh, self. And Michael, so we're going to run out of time, and, and I'm okay. going to just cry about this. Uh, when we come back, I want to give you give our listening audience one more opportunity to hear me say where they can get the book. You've got to come back and talk about this more. Be glad to. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. If you are just joining us, you missed a 
fabulous conversation. What if Jesus were a coach? Can you imagine? Right? We'd all be on a winning team. So, um, and our guest was Michael Taylor. And I just want to tell you that, that again, you can find more information about that at www.whatifjesuswerecoach. And you can also find the book at Books A Million. I'm super excited to welcome our second guest, Connie Hubner. Connie introduces people directly to Divine Mother through her energy healings, um, her life teaching programs, her self-healing coaching courses, and the Divine Mother Church, which she founded. Her new book, Divine Mother Healing, Vibrational Healing Tools for Your Body, Your Mind, and Your Spirit. Welcome to the show, Connie. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you here. I am so enthusiastic for this topic. I want to jump right in. And for those who may not know, um, We'll start here and then we'll backtrack a little bit, but I think this is so important for everyone. What is, who is the Divine Mother? So Divine Mother is part of that unity of the Mother-Father-God principle. She is the mother part of the Mother-Father-God. And truly the Mother-Father-God are one. But at this time on our planet, the mother aspect is coming forth very powerfully. She's always been active, active and busy. In fact, in every every tr- spiritual tradition, you'll find a reference, even an, a name for the Divine Mother that people honor and worship. So at this time, our planet needs, and the human race particularly, needs the qualities of the Mother. We've become separated, conflicted, fighting with one another, um, very uh, imbalanced. And so the mother is coming forth to bring her family together. That's what mothers do. And they bring their family together with love. So the divine mother is here now. And um, she has taught me many things. I've put them in this book. Um, I can tell you if you're interested how I met Divine Mother. It was a beautiful experience. And she put me on this road to helping other other people by using her energy to heal people. You want me to do that? <laughs> I'll just go ahead. Am I on? Uh-oh, I'm not disconnected, am I? Okay, I'm just going to assume that I'm I'm on. I don't hear you. Uh, so, oh, about, oh, gee, it must be 25 years ago, I was meditating, and I, in, in my inner sight, I saw a beautiful wave of light rise up from this pure field of unbounded presence. In meditation, we dip in and experience that pure source of life. So I had been meditating, and then I, as I was sitting there, I noticed this beautiful wave of golden light come up, and that light divided into two waves, and then the two waves divided into four waves. And then the four waves kept dividing, and they all were interacting with one another. And then 
flows of light would occur, um, particles and of light would would develop. And I got the distinct idea that if this process of light expanding and interacting and expanding again and creating were to be continued, that eventually those light particles would become atoms and the atoms would become molecules, molecules become cells, and you would see the creation of the material world. So I was quite fascinated with this whole thing. And at one point I said to this beautiful light, who are you? And I distinctly heard within myself, I am the divine mother. I am birthing the universe. And then she continued to demonstrate this creation process. Let there be light. And she was letting there be light and allowing it to build and form and connect with itself in a myriad of different ways to create the the universe. So at that time, I was very awed and um, uh, dumbfounded, really. And I said to myself, I'm signing on with the Divine Mother. I want to learn from her. So I started working with her by going into myself every day and asking to be shown what I needed to know. And I would just go into the silence and settle down and allow something to come. And what came at first were sparkles of light. And I intuited that these sparkles of light were there to unblock blocks in my system to heal uh, confused areas. So I created a what I at that time called a prayer called divine, the Divine Light Prayer. And I started pouring light into me. And I noticed that not only did I feel fantastic when I would pour in the light, but if I poured it into other people, they would also change and shift. And this became my first vibrational tool, this divine light, the divine light tool. And since then, I have developed, with the help of the Divine Mother, many different methods for healing. They all have to do with divine qualities. Light is a divine quality. Love is a divine quality. So I have the divine love, the divine love prayer tool. Um, grace is a divine quality. So I use these divine qualities to heal people's issues. There are blocks in our energy systems that are preventing us from having that full dynamic experience of our divine self. And I have learned how to find those blocks and dissolve them. Some of the divine tools I use are called the go command. If I find something that's extremely stubborn and doesn't want to let go, if you call upon the divine mother and say, help me, mother, let's tell this energy to go. And you say, go into the light, go, 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 go into the light. You can actually send that 
discord into the light for transformation. Another one of my healing tools that I learned from Divine Mother, I call the break command. And when there are, um, you know, grids or problems, heavy density, fear, when you're overwhelmed with um, some so, so much that you can barely reach out to other people in a state of depression, if you use the break command and say break, 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 it breaks up that density. And that's also one of these vibrational healing tools. So in my own process of learning about the Divine Mother and connecting to the Divine Mother, I had to heal myself. And it's through the healing of myself that these healing tools arose. And so now I use them all the time. I'm, and basically, I'm an energy healer, and I heal people who come to me, and I teach classes to others on how to heal. But not only that, I have learned how to communicate with the Divine Mother, and I'm, I also teach people how to do that. And it's a very simple process, really. If you're clear in your heart, it's much easier. So I always tell people to breathe into their hearts, to soften in the heart, and then notice if there's a heaviness or a constriction there. Use some, some of these vibrational healing tools to clear that heaviness and constriction. And then just inwardly say, Divine Mother, come forth. And then pause. And look for a look for a shift in the energy, because Divine Mother is an energy; she is a vibration. And when you call her forth, she does come forth. And you just have to notice it. We're used to looking for something with our mind or intellect or ego, and the Divine comes forth in your heart. So. Call forth Divine Mother and then wait a moment or two to see what has shifted. Maybe there'll be a space, maybe a warmth, maybe a deepening or an opening somewhere. When you notice that, say to that, are you Divine Mother? And then you want to look for another vibrational cue. You want to see if the energy expands or contracts. And if it expands, that's an energy yes in the language of vibration. If it contracts, it's a no. It's the energy closing down, shutting down. And if nothing happens, I also consider that to be a no. And then I use the vibrational tools to clear up whatever, um, whatever is blocking my communication with Divine Mother. So is that when, 
I'm sorry. So is that when you would, and it seems like a lot of this, and thank you for taking such detailed time to explain so much of it to us because I know that this is a topic that's getting a lot of attention as it should. Um, but is that when, if you were to have a client, for example, and they are not sure whether or not they're expanding or contracting, that's something that they would have to tell you that I feel that the energy in me is expanding or I feel contracted. Is that true? Like that's well, something that the-, well, the way I work with somebody to teach them how to, how to talk to divine mother is I'll first, um, I'll first use the healing tools to get their energy field very clear. So there aren't a lot of disrupted, worrisome energies um, bothering them at that moment. So I spend the time, whatever it takes, 30, 40 minutes to clear them. And then, then I'll say, um, breathe into the heart to let your attention settle in the heart. And I'll say, quietly, inwardly, say, Divine Mother, come forth. Or you can say, Divine Mother, reveal yourself. And then I say, now notice what happens. And we have a few moments of silence where they're noticing inside what's going on in response to that invitation of Divine Mother coming forth. So many people will notice something like a warmth or they'll notice an expansion. They might notice light. Sometimes they get just more silence. And then I'll, I'll say, and then when they tell me what they've noticed, I'll say, now ask inwardly. Are you Divine Mother? And then you wait again for the response. And you're, we're working with energy, so you're watching. It's not even a watching. You're sensing what the energy does. And they'll tell me, and they'll usually, they'll, they'll, everybody has a different experience. Some people will even hear, hear the words, I'm here, or I love you. And other people will instead just notice um, like a feeling like there's an arm around their shoulders. Each person is very individual in what they experience. So that's why I need to work with each individual, you know, alone and focused in, in a focused way. And then if they get an expansion, which is a, it's a vibrational yes answer, then I'll, this is an important question. I'll say, ask if they come in the name of divine truth or another good, either that or do you come in the name of the infinite God? So then they look, they ask that, and they notice whether it expands or contracts. If it expands, that's a considered a yes. If it contracts, we say go into the light, go into the light. Because we don't want to communicate with anything less than the highest presence, the highest divine being in the universe. So anything that that can't say, I come in the name of divine truth, or I come in the name of God, we say let go, go into the light. 
and then wait until it's silent and settled and ask again. But most people, I mean, I'm patient and I'll keep clearing and healing the energy until a person gets that yes answer. So, so, so I'm, teaching, I'm teaching people how to communicate with, with the divine through an energy language at first. And as they communicate at first and learn, that, learn how to respond and interpret the energy, in the, and in the very beginning it's either a yes or a no, and the, the last question I ask if you get a yes is, what is your message? Because the divine always has a message. Even if it's, I love you, which is a huge, wonderful, beautiful message. And most, and, and a very powerful message. So, so anyway, you have to, when you get to the what is your message question, you have to wait again and watch what the energy is doing. Because the energy is, is talking to you. And then in the beginning, you need to, you have to kind of intuit what it means. But as you get used to doing, so I'll say to the person, um, how would you, they might say something like, oh, I'm feeling this beautiful golden energy wrap all around me. I'm noticing that. And then I'll say, what does that mean to you? And then they will come out with whatever it is. I'm protected, I'm loved, and or something else. So the, the I'm actual. Hearing you, I'm hearing you, Connie, talk talk a lot about um, what I what I know to be the truth. But I'm wondering for people who, you know, this you're patient and you're working with them. It must take a lot in the very beginning to get them to be, you know, we're living such a rush, you know, microwave society. But this process is deliberate and it is relationship building. You know, in your book you say Divine Mother wants a personal relationship with every one of us. Um, how, how much, I guess, patience does a person, how much does it take to get a person to a place where they can be self-aware, have the patience to develop the self-awareness and the wherewithal to 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 still themselves, to do the process? That's an excellent question because it does take a significant amount of clearing and healing your energy field to be able to do this. You have to be able to listen to your heart, to listen inside. And many people are caught up in their heads. They're agitated in their thinking. And so... That's why I have developed with Mother, Divine Mother all these um, energy tools to help clear our energy system so that we can receive the divine messages, but also so that we can consciously become aware of our, of our unity with the divine, of our oneness with the divine. Because when the, um, the discord is in the way, it, it truly it's our, we're becoming aware of our divine self. And when mm-hmm. there are blocks and so on, we, we're, we're not noticing that. We just feel frustrated and angry and upset. So 
it does take a significant amount of clearing, and that's why I, I wrote this book, so that people can connect to the Divine Mother and learn how by just applying these healing tools. Tell us and, again the name, the name of the book, Connie, because I think that our listening audience would so benefit from going through the practices, the name of the book and where they can buy the book. It's called Divine Mother Healing, and you can buy it on Amazon. Um, you can buy it at Barnes & Noble. You can purchase it on my website, which is divinemotheronline.net. And I do have lots of classes, many of them free, some of them with a, a minimal charge, that people can take to have this experience of the Divine Mother. And I can connect you into that depth of wholeness by by simply using these tools to clear the, the discordant, rough vibrations away and then teach, then move into that silent presence, which truly is your divine self. Right, that silent presence. And i got to ask this question because it, it's right at the out. This, this topic, you know, there's no chaos in the universe. I truly believe that. And this topic is right in line with something, a conversation I had with a friend today. And so will these vibrational tools help an individual become happier? Um, will they help them become more uh, with their worldly problems like job, money, and relationships? Will working this healing and reading this book help them to improve their physical life in those ways definitely because we are energy our whole and the the life force is the vibration that's flowing through us and everything we do is based on having a clear uh, flow of energy if the energy isn't clear if it's blocked we get sick physically sick we have financial problems relationship problems um other problems, even spiritual problems. And when you clear the energy, then and the flow of life energy is flowing through you, you're on it. You're, you know what to do. You're happy. You're joyful. The, um, the answers come to you. People have had that experience, I know, and everything is going well in life. Life is smooth. That's when the energy is flowing without obstructions. But when the obstructions come in from various experiences we have in life, things kind of break down. And that's, you know, when the relationship gets difficult or the health problems start to manifest. So, yes, this is truly very practical. And um, I'm offering, I've seen so many people's lives improve and actually just start to soar as a result of using these vibrational tools. Answers start yeah. to come when you're clear. Inner answers start to come, and you know what to do and how to, how to bring yourself back into balance. And we've talked a lot about energies, and um, we haven't used the word chakra, but what comes to mind to me is auras. And, and knowing your book, you talk about closing holes in your auras. Why do you recommend people close these holes in their auras? We oh, have about two minutes left. Okay. So 
as most of us know, there's a lot of um, agitated, rough, um, negative energy in the world. And if our aura is wide open, the aura is the space around the body, the energy field around the body that is designed to protect you. But too often, the, if the aura gets open, it's broken, holes, holes come in. When a person is sick, the aura becomes weak. And then the negativity from the world and other people around you can come in and impact you adversely. So I'm sure people have experienced this. You're with a friend and they start complaining or they, you know, they tell you, or even you watch the news and you hear about the terrible things happening in the world and you start to feel depressed and upset. So either the friend or or a world situation can impact you if your aura is open and actually even weaken you and make you feel sad and depressed. So I have a way to close the aura so that it maintains your vibrational integrity. And when negative thought forms or um, energies or entities from the outside come in, are, are in the environment and try to... Get I'm going to have to stop you right there because we're going we're gonna to go... I don't want the audience to miss the opportunity to hear one more time um, oh. where they can get this a fabulous book. Um, let's give us the name and the and the okay. website address. Okay. So the book is Divine Mother Healing on Amazon.com or Balboa, well, Balboa Press or Barnes & Noble. But come to my website and you'll learn a whole lot more. There's a lot of knowledge on the website. It's DivineMotherOnline.net. And this aura closing tool is on the website for free. You can download it at no charge to protect yourself from the negativity. Connie, thank you for being a fabulous guest. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I absolutely love you. Until next time, be peaceful. been listening to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. You have the power right now, today, to make the decisions, to take the actions that lead you to your next level of greatness, and I would love to walk with you on your journey. Here are some ways we can connect. Schedule a coaching session. Contact me at info at drdrayvonjames.com. Enroll in my online university course, the 2020 Clarity Course, at the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. Enroll in the Brilliant Life nine-week online coaching session with me and Keisha Dixon at info at drdrayvonjames.com. Purchase my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, from Amazon. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. I absolutely love you. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. 
These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 